Welcome to Everyday Impact. I'm Michael Anderson. I'm a licensed associate, marriage and family therapist. In each episode, I ask my guests one simple question. If there is one lesson that you could share with the world on how to build a life of meaning, what would it be? These are short, powerful lessons that are designed for you to be able to find and live your values and focus your life on what's most important to you. So let's go ahead and jump into it. For this first episode, I am just so excited to have my good friend Mitch Whiting on the show. Mitch is a high performance coach. Uh, He helps people find progress and purpose and passion in life outside of work. Uh, So often our nine to five can get us in this cycle of everyday living just over and over again where work feels like the biggest priority and we lose track of our values. And so Mitch helps people to jump out of that cycle, whether his client is an executive, whether his client is uh, just starting their career, uh, whether they're an entrepreneur or anything in between, he helps them focus their life on what's most important and find passion in it. Uh, he's also my really good friend. Uh, we have known each other for over a decade. Uh, we were college roommates actually and uh, just had lots of fun um, being just goofy college kids together and just crazy to think and see just the, the life he's lived and the impact he's made and, and just where his life has taken him. So really looking forward to sharing this interview with you. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Mitch Whiting. My main theme for my life and what I love to be known for the principle I think that has been most impactful for my life and for others is to deeply understand who you are is more important than what you have accomplished. That life is about becoming and not achieving. I think that, well, I've never met someone that doesn't believe this, but applying it and believing it in our hearts rather than just our minds is a whole different experience. And it takes a lot of work and takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of experiences Um, to focus on becoming and not achieving because our world is wired towards success and achieving, right? Success is determined by achieving. And so people, we know that people won't remember our GPA and they won't remember our job title and they won't remember how big our house was. Yeah. Um, But still it's what we focus on and what people will really actually remember is how you made them feel. And so this principle of becoming resonates so deeply with our souls. And like I said, I've yet to meet anyone who disagrees with me on this greater purpose of life, yet our society has wired our brains to believe differently. Specifically with social media, I think is the biggest impact and the biggest driver behind this skewed perspective on the meaning and purpose of life. I was reading this morning that Americans spend an average of 325 hours per year on Facebook and how many facebook, how many how many how much time on facebook 325 hours oh, per year per year yeah and, that, yeah and that's crazy especially when you think that like facebook in a lot of ways is like a thing of the past well that's what i was thinking i was like that's just like one social media platform yes that isn't even the most popular right now yeah, like high schoolers don't even make and it's been like this for like the last seven years i talked to high schoolers and they're like i don't have a facebook yeah. I don't care about Facebook. That's yeah. stupid. It's like yeah. my mom and my grandma have Facebook. <laughs> so um, 
the another interesting fact is that TikTok. I don't know if you know this, but TikTok surpassed Google as the most visited website in 2021. I think I had heard something. I'd heard something like people are using TikTok to get their information more than Google or something like that. Yeah, but, they yeah. visit TikTok more than Google. I didn't think uh, that could ever happen. Yeah. Wait. So, so is this something with social media like the thing for you? Because I'm I'm guessing you had to make a switch, right? To, to really, cause you said you can hear it. You can know that in your mind, becoming is more important than achieving. But once you really feel it in your heart, it's different. I'm guessing you had to have that type of experience. Yeah, for sure. Was For sure. Well, you can, ima- you can imagine what that does to your brain and how we view ourselves and others when we spend that kind of time on social media. Yeah. And so typically, people don't have a difficult time believing that they're meant for more and that life has a greater purpose. What people have a difficult time doing is consistently showing up as the person they want to be right. Mm. Not hitting snooze, not turning to Netflix and Hulu the second they get home from work. Yeah. Um, Even though they know that those things don't bring them the fulfillment, not, you know, mindlessly scrolling on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Um, It's the consistency piece that I see people struggle with. And so I developed something on that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. What in your experience with like coaching, um, and maybe even your own life, what, what, what stops us, right? Like what stops, like what, what keeps us from being consistent every day and, you know, instead of turning towards those things that we know we actually don't really want deep down. Yes. So I would say that it's a focus on achieving rather than becoming. And another way to say this would be focusing on outcomes instead of the process. So I developed what's called the anti-goal mindset, which is how to achieve massive results without setting goals. Because (laughs) 91% of people actually- like so against culture, what you just said right there. Very against culture because we all like, well, I'll give you the statistics right now. I was going to say we all set New Year's resolutions. That's not true. New Year's resolutions and, and goals don't work for 91% of people, okay? So that means only 9% of people they work for. Yeah. And what I mean by that is 59% of people don't set goals in the first place at the new year, okay? Yeah. okay. Of the 41% that do, only 9% successfully achieve those goals. So there's this... Uh, fitness tracking app called Strava. And it's uh, an app where people can put their runs and their, and their biking and their swimming and whatever they're walking, they're walking, they're paddle boarding, whatever it is, yeah. all different types of fitness on there. And in 2019, they had 800 million user logged activities. And they found that the majority of people stopped on January 19th, which Strava as actually deemed as a company quitters day. They like, like as a company, they've actually like rallied and created this day and call it quitters. We call day. it quitters day because that's when people stop exercising. Wild man, wow! January nineteenth, January nineteenth, nineteen days into the year. That that totally hits way too close to home for me. Like that yeah. is <laughs> that yeah, right? And we've all been there. So for me, um, I'll tell you a story of my life. So I grew up as an athlete, loved sports big part of my identity and like dabbled in every sport possible until, you know, I got into junior high and then high school is when I, you know, really uh, selected which sports 
I would uh, focus on and wrestling was the biggest one. I ended up taking a state championship, super cool experience. Yeah, cool. Um, really hard. hated most of it, but also loved a lot of it just because it's really hard work. Yeah. Um, but some of those, you know, achievements were exciting and rewarding. And so I view myself as an athlete and then 10 years went by and this, this story takes place like two years ago, 10 years went by and I hadn't been exercising consistently for literally 10 years. Yeah. Mind blowing, but not an uncommon story. right? Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm questioning, well, I consider myself an athlete, but an athlete doesn't go 10 years without exercising. So I'm not really an athlete anymore. And so I decide, okay, I'm going to, James Clear talks about, you know, changing your identity or identity is the highest form of change. And so I start telling myself that I'm an athlete and I'm going to, my motto became live like an athlete. That would have been awesome if that's where it stopped but it really turned into a focus on metrics like body fat percentage and weight and lifting certain weights, right? Outcomes is what you're saying. Outcomes, right? So if it was just focused on becoming an athlete, that would have been great. It would have been life-changing. What happened was I started wearing two pairs of sweatpants to the gym every day, doing (laughs) a, a, a workout, with weights, like a hit workout. And then I'd also go on a run. So I was doing two a days Yeah. and I found this program on nutrition that I still think is awesome, but I burned out so hardcore because I did. So I did it perfectly. Everything. My nutrition was perfect. Working out twice a day. Not only would I wear two pairs of sweatpants, I'd cinch up my hood around my eyes. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy, but I did this for like two, two. Are you hours. please tell, are you in a gym with this thing? I'm in a gym. Here? Yeah. And I feel like Rocky Balboa and everything's yeah. great. And there's literally like, I look at other people and I'm like, they don't have a puddle of sweat underneath them. Like yeah. they're not working hard. You yeah. Know? They're, not, they're not an athlete like me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they've been going for 10 years to the gym and I've been going for two months. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I lose like 15 pounds, uh, in like six weeks, I think. Yeah. And I'm shredded. And I'm feeling great, right? Yeah. Back to my glory days. And yeah. then Thanksgiving comes around. <laughs> and I have five rolls and three pieces of pie. So I went from like <laughs> perfect dialed in nutrition to completely blowing it. I didn't exercise a single time in the next year and a half. And I gained 25 pounds. So I was heavier than I've ever been. <laughs> and so this is what happened. And I'm like, man, this is not working for me. So now I'm up to like 11 and a half years. I'm not exercising. <laughs> yeah. So, um, something, something had to change. And so I, my wife and I have a word of the year that we choose every year. Yeah. And our word, um, last year was consistency because I felt that consistency was a big weakness for me. Well, I didn't feel it. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, we, I didn't know what I'd be consistent in, but there was a content creator on LinkedIn that had posted the Adobe creative test, um, creative type test. And it tells you what creative, what creative type you are. I happen to be the visionary. So I see like unlimited potential and people and, and things everywhere around me. Yeah. My untapped potential was uh, fueling my visions 
with daily consistent action. Okay. So I'm like, spot on. That's my word of the year. Right. Couldn't have said it better. And then it said my ideal collaborator was the thinker. So this individual that actually posted this creative test posted his results and he he was the thinker. And I'm like, okay, he had like two weeks before invited people to post daily content on LinkedIn to find their voice. And I was like, oh, that sounds like really cool just kept scrolling, right? Didn't decide to do it. But at this point, I'm like, okay, the thinker is asking me to be consistent in something. My problem is consistency. This is the one thing I'm going to focus on this year. I'm just going to post consistency. And I don't care about the outcome because all I've got to do is be consistent. And then life will turn out according to this creative test. Yeah. And so I didn't care about likes. I didn't care about comments. I didn't care about followers. And over time, um, I began to have an impact on people. And I, more importantly, was changing in who I was. Every time I posted was an opportunity for me to um, force myself every single day to learn something meaningful and digestible for others. You re- we retain 5% of what is lectured to us in terms <laughs> of learning, okay? We retain 90% of what we teach others. Hmm. So for me, I've just been changing every single day because I've had to synthesize these learn these lessons and I'm accountable to live them because I can't live as a hypocrite on LinkedIn. And so I've continued to change. And so what happened was without caring about outcomes and just focusing on who I'm becoming, I developed a habit of consistency. So has not impacted my exercise at this point. Right. Yeah. So the story's not over. Yeah. So then I decided uh, a full year passed and like the results were super cool. I have 10,000 followers now on LinkedIn in my first year. I have this community that I love that's changed who I am. I now have a coaching business. I'm an entrepreneur, never expected or planned to be an entrepreneur. Um, And it's been one of the most fulfilling things that I've ever done. Hmm. And so now we fast forward to uh, the next year and we chose the word strength. Hmm. For instead of consistency, our new word was strength. For me, I wanted it to be fitness. And my <laughs> wife is just like, let's do something a little bit more yeah. meaningful. And like, so word of the year is six pack. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to go right back to the shredded low percent body fat because that's what I had. Yeah. 11 and a half years ago. Well, probably 12 years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we chose strength, which ended up being a beautiful thing uh, because we experienced a lot of trauma this year. And so for her, it was a lot of emotional strength that she focused on. And for me, it was still physical strength. So I hired a running coach. I decided I would get into running and I hired a running coach and I hired this running coach for one main reason. And that is to tell me no. Okay. I wanted to two things to build mileage responsibly. Yeah to learn how to fuel my body as an athlete. Yeah. And in order for me to build mileage responsibly, I needed someone to tell me no. So I couldn't, I had to get my plan each week of how many miles I was allowed to run. I'm, I'm a full-blown adult and I needed someone to tell me, you're not allowed to run any more than this. And I'd say like, oh, this like, you know, I would like to run a few extra because the numbers would be really yeah. awesome on my graph. And she's like, yeah. no, absolutely not. To hire someone literally just to make sure you don't focus on outcomes. Exactly. Yeah. So, because I wanted to prioritize consistency over intensity. Mm-hmm. And when we focus on intensity, we typically burn out, right? And yeah. in running, you typically get injured, you get shin splints or your knees yeah. messed up. Or whatever yeah, it is. totally. So I also decided that I would not care about 
paces on my watch, on my running watch. I would obviously track the data, track the mileage with my running watch, but I wouldn't care about how fast I was going. Oh, and I started out so. It makes everyone a cringe, right? We love our paces, right? We love it. And it's really like hard not to be like, oh, I'm at, you know, an eight or a 750 pace and my goal is eight. So, but I'm feeling good. So I'm going to do 745 now. And then you hit 745, you're like, oh, I'm going to hit 730. Or it's like each mile, I want to do a progression run. So I'm going to yeah. make it faster each mile. And you just start playing these like number and mind games. Yeah. And soon enough, you're burning yourself out, which was my experience for a long time. So I started out so small by just exercising or running eight minutes a day. So I'd say to my wife, I'd say, hey, I'll be back in eight minutes. And she's like, where are you going? You know, yeah. eight minutes is a very specific amount of time. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to go exercise. She's like, for eight minutes? I'm like, yeah, see you later. You know, and I started, I did that for two weeks. Yeah. And then that's when I hired a running coach and I just wanted to just grow from there. And so I took forever to get to a mileage where I, my company would do that I work at would do like Wednesday runs as a group. Yeah. Five mile runs. Okay. Which is not a big deal. Like, it, for me, it wouldn't be a big deal to do a five mile run, but I told them no for like four months every week. I would not do this run yeah. because I wasn't at a place yeah. with my plan with my coach where she said I was allowed to on a weekday. My long <laughs> run was on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, at, and I started, I was running like 25 miles a week before I could even do this on a Wednesday. Cause that wasn't a part of my plan. Yeah. So it's so not sexy and cool to tell people that you exercise eight minutes a day or that yeah. you can't go on a five mile run with them. Yeah. But now I run a half marathon every weekend, which is absolutely insane. Wow. And I would have never anticipated having that kind of an outcome. Um, but it happened because I started so small and I just had the focus of having fun, keeping it sustainable. And I haven't now, right now I have a, a small injury, so I can't run for like three weeks, but I hadn't missed a day in eight months and I'm just itching to get back out there. So yeah. my whole life has changed. I've never done eight months in 12 years, you know? Wow. That's cool. So Mitch talk, first of all, so I, I love this, man. This is, it sounds like what, what I love about it is you actually get to just be present with the experience right? I think so when we focus on outcomes, we don't even get to enjoy the present experience of what we're doing because we're so focused. Our mind is future. It's time traveled to the future, right? Like, is what I'm doing going to get me the outcome I want? And do I need to adjust? Instead of just being able to be on your run and say, I just love this experience. This experience in and of itself is bringing value to my life. And I just think, I don't know. I just, I love that, man. I think that's so, so powerful in everything you do, not just running. Right. When, yeah. And when you focus on the outcomes uh, and you're living in the future, you miss out on the present. Obviously, that's what you're saying. But then you also miss out on the outcome. One, most of the time you don't achieve it yeah. because you don't fall in love with the process. And those yeah. that fall in love with the process are the ones that keep doing the process. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if you're focused on loving the process, then you find the joy in the journey, which is so cliche and nobody thinks is cool. When someone says like, find joy in the journey, it just yeah. sounds like suck it up. Yeah. But it's real. It's a real deeply fulfilling thing when we fall in love with the process and find joy in the journey because you experience the joy every day. And then the outcomes 
are so surprising. Like with LinkedIn, I never had a plan to have 10,000 followers. Like it's yeah. such a shock to me. Yeah. Never expected. I never even had a plan to run a half marathon. I thought maybe I would do one half marathon in a national park someday. Definitely yeah. no desire to do a marathon. And now I'm doing a half marathon every weekend. I'm training for a trail marathon. I'm training for an ultra marathon in January. And it's so surprising and shocking and not even what I could have imagined or dreamed of because I didn't think I was capable of it. Yeah. So you get the joy along the journey and the outcomes are so much sweeter than if you were focused on them because they come as a surprise. So cool. Well, talk to me about what do you, as we're wrapping up this episode, where if people want to keep learning from you, what do you, what are you doing right now? Where can people find you? What do yeah, you I post, I pay, I post daily content Monday through Friday on LinkedIn. And then um, I know you'll include my website in the, the show notes. You can, Click my website. I do free. I offer free consultations, hour-long consultation to talk about um, where you're at right now to get more clarity on you know how you view your life, where you'd like to be in the future, and then what it takes to get there, and if it makes sense to work together with one-on-one coaching. So right now I'm spending nights and weekends doing one-on-one coaching. And is that your approach to coaching? Is helping people to detach from the outcomes and just enjoy the process? Is that your focus? Yep. Yep. I have, uh, three things, three focuses. So finding and living within their purpose, which is largely connected to who they become, not what they achieve, achieving massive results without setting goals, the anti-goal mindset that we talked about Yeah. and moving from self-sabotage to self-control by understanding and controlling their thoughts and emotions. Hmm. Very cool. Oh, cool. Some, some, some cognitive work there. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Mitch, it has been so fun to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, this is a pretty, this is a treat for me, for anyone listening. But Mitch and I have been close friends for years, years now, always from our undergrad. And so it's been so fun just to see the journey you've been going on and, and just fun to connect and share with someone who has the same values. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Michael. Well, it's been an honor. Just so grateful for your friendship and uh, you've always been the best. You're you're the best listener that I know. So it's cool to be on a podcast. It's no surprise at all that you want to listen to people and ask them questions because it's literally something you've done ever since I've known you for the last decade. So really well, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Impact. If uh, this show is making a difference in your life, it would mean the world if you'd be willing to, to subscribe and leave a, leave a rating and review. Those are two uh, really small things, especially with this show being so uh, being brand new. Those are two small things that make a big difference in, in getting this show in front of more people. So any help that way would be so, so appreciated. And as well, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn and on Instagram at michaelanderson.mft, where I post content on both those platforms uh, just on how to find and, and live our values and, and build a life of meaning. Thank you so, so much.